0: We'll Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. Everyone and welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast all about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I'm your host Jocelyn, and joining me tonight, as always, is my wonderful co-host Jules. How are you doing? Hi,
1: I'm here. It's just me tonight, unfortunately. Nevermore couldn't make it, but yep. we're gonna
0: have fun, Jocelyn, because we, we haven't talked. We are. I know. I'm so, so, so excited. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, Nevermore had a last minute drink spillage that covered her carpet in blue. So she is (laughs) frantically trying to make sure it doesn't stain and unfortunately won't be joining us tonight. But uh, we miss you, Nevermore. Sad face. Uh, but yeah, Jules, you and I are going to have a great conversation. We are going to be having a conversation about uh, something that we probably could have touched on a few times in the past, but haven't. Uh, and the reason that we're talking about it now is because of uh, some stuff that happened in the last couple of weeks over in World of Warcraft. So if you are not a World of Warcraft player, don't worry about it. If you um, are trying to avoid spoilers, don't worry about that, too, because we're not going to spoil any Warcraft stuff. We are going to talk in very general terms about community and the idea of toxic fandom and how the events in Warcraft have affected us as people. So we're not going to be spoiling Warcraft story. We're not going to be doing any of that. So don't worry about that. Uh, But yeah, so that's kind of what we're talking about this week. And Mm -hmm. it really came out of um, how I felt I was feeling, especially after the event. So basically what's happening in World of Warcraft right now is we are heading into the launch of a new expansion called Battle for Azeroth. And in World of Warcraft, there are always pre patches going into expansions that tell a little bit of a story leading up to like kind of bridging the gap between the two. Since Battle for Azeroth is pitting the alliance against the Horde, This pre-patch has dealt with uh, basically setting up the war. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to go into it any more than that. I'm just going to basically say last week, the events basically made me feel really, 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 really bad about the faction I was playing for. And I was incredibly upset to the point that I had to like step away and like I didn't play the game for like almost a week. I didn't play through the content on any of my alts. I didn't do any of it I was just like nope okay I'm walking away I'm not doing this I like I can't and that was part of it but kind of the bigger part of it I found was um whenever I tried to talk about it whether it was in discord whether it was on twitter and this is something that had been happening for weeks leading up to the event too because I was one of the people who was saying like well kind of like theory crafting like what could happen like blah 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 and people were really 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 unkind um they were they were really kind of horrible a lot of different times in a lot of different ways and it was really upsetting and frustrating to me because i was just like constantly trying to like put what I thought were like super cool ideas out there. And I was constantly getting like not only shot down, but shot down in like really cruel kind of ways and just like name calling and like, Oh, you're an idiot and blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, why and then it only got worse after the fact so after the events were actually in game and we knew what the story was then it was like total pile on and it was like not even like you were wrong it was like haha in your face you're dumb blah 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 told you so and I was just like oh my god like this isn't constructive. This isn't. And and a lot of it, too, is tied to the fact that because I do a WoW podcast now and the podcast that I have and the host that I have, um, Manny, is amazing. And because he's so good, it's like brought in this whole like super hardcore World of Warcraft crowd to the point that if we get anything wrong it's like we're getting one star iTunes reviews because I didn't know what multiboxing is. We're like getting just like well actually out the wazoo. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'm kind of like, OK, like it just it's it's really, really, really taking a toll on me. So this is kind of where the whole conversation came from. And I know, Jules, you said that you had some some points that you wanted to make. So I'll let, I'll just kind of hand it off to you what do you think about this whole situation?
1: So I think you kind of have to dig into the core of what this comes from and not necessarily the story itself, but kind of the, the, the generalization of what it is. Um, We pick sides Mm -hmm. in world of Warcraft. You pick a side, you pick blue or red, you pick Alliance or Horde. And we've been playing this game for, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14 years. And so what has happened over the time. And it's the same kind of thing as like, you could equate this to like your fandom for uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs or um, any other like rivalries that happen, like the New York Giants versus the New York Jets fans. Mm And there's, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of rivalries where you pick your side and you fiercely defend it, (laughs) staunchly defend that side. And, for as long as I've been playing World of Warcraft, it has been Alliance versus Horde. And But this this whole situation, it's been no secret that there was a big, massive event coming. That And we knew what the event was. Like We mm-hmm. knew about it at BlizzCon. We knew what was going to happen. We just didn't know how it was going to happen. Right. And already then, the lines were kind of drawn. And they were encouraging that, like, pick your side. Mm-hmm. Are you Alliance or are you Horde? Now in 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 the world of Jocelyn and Jules, like Jocelyn's horde, Jules' Alliance. That's that's how we've always been in terms of playing this. But where it gets really muddy is like I wouldn't like is, I would be if Jocelyn would scream in my face for the horde and I screamed in her face for the alliance, we'd end up laughing at each other at the end. Right. <laughs> you no, know, we'd be like, oh, you dirty horde, you dirty allies. Like, you know, it's it's all in good fun. It's all in respect. And yeah. what's happening to you, especially with, with the um the situation that you're running into, is like, you're staunchly defending your horde. And then they did something that made you question your loyalty. And it was like, and now you're questioning, have I picked the wrong side this whole thing? <laughs> And and it's a, and it's, it's, it's a fictional story. it's It's a story. It's, and I can't help Jocelyn, but to, I can't help but draw the parallels to what is happening in the United States right now. And like Blizzard had this story planned out years and years and years in advance. There was no way that they could have foretold what could have happened to the United States politically in 2018.
0: They, oh, yeah. And, and I totally see the, the comparison that you're drawing there. And I know I've also seen quite a lot of people say, like, with what's going on right now with wildfires in California and with, you know, the, just the political co- climate and the idea of like us versus them, they're having a really hard time getting behind this fictional war that seems to have started for a very very like thin story reasons like yeah
1: that there's like that it was you know yes there are of course layers to what happened mm-hmm. but on the surface it looks like pure hatred and vengeance yeah and that is hard for so where does the line get drawn between your like this is a fictional story to like your 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 core belief system in real life so let me give you an example of something that affected me over time. Um, you've, of course, seen the movie Pretty Woman, right? You've seen that movie. <laughs> no, never
0: Woman? I've never seen Pretty Woman. The only thing that I know about Pretty Woman is that like uh, Julia Roberts is a whore, but then Richard Gere like fixes her or something and yeah. like makes her presentable to society. That's what I know about Pretty Woman.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, is that you know, the whole story? <laughs> pretty much, but you don't okay. need to have seen the movie to um, understand the point that I'm going to make. Okay. Um, so in that movie, Jason Alexander, who is from uh, Seinfeld, but when mm-hmm. this was pre-Seinfeld, plays a really, really horrific person like a sexual harassing, dirty, ugly human being. And I watched that movie and I, you know, I saw it at young age and it made me actually hate the the actor. Mm. It made me hate the person who played him to the point where I couldn't watch I've never watched an episode of Seinfeld because I couldn't get
0: past You're not missing anything. I know. I, I, <laughs>
1: but, I but 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 I couldn't get past the the feeling that I had thinking about that character. Um and and how he treated Julia Roberts' character in the movie. And yeah, and in logic sense, I know that that is an actor playing a part, but there was an emotional connection to that that I couldn't shake. Mm. And this happens to actors all the time. Like, they Oh yeah, like, the
0: kid that plays Joffrey is
1: screwed. <laughs> he's like royally screwed for the rest <laughs> of his life because they're going to basically think of him as the most hated character in Game of Thrones. And that's saying something. So yeah, if so, you think about it from that way. What happens is we have this emotional connection. We have this emotional um, reaction and it imprints on us. So your your feelings about, and and people's feelings about the Alliance and the Horde become emotional. Like they're emotionally attached to the situation. It's part of their life. It's part of their history. It's just a matter of managing like how much that emotion allows you to dictate your actions. So like, in Teldrassil, when I was a young little night elf, there's this beautiful tree in Teldrassil that I loved. And I had a screenshot of it on my computer and my desktop the first year that I played WoW. It was like my favorite spot in, in, in WoW. Um, you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't see that anymore. And, but do I have, but I got, I take the memory mm-hmm. and just say that's, that's awesome. I don't understand. I, I, I truly don't understand how people think it's okay to call you stupid, to call you an idiot, to to um to react so like viscerally emotionally to something that is, you know, that you're stating an opinion on, but yet I also understand it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. that and it kind of ties into the thing about like you not knowing what multi-boxing is and getting like one-star reviews like it's that feeling of you don't love this as much as I do you aren't as passionate about this as I am and like that's unhealthy
0: (laughs) that's kind of broken don't you think Well, and I mean, this is kind of why I wanted to bring up the conversation is that I am definitely putting myself under that same umbrella of people who have this like unhealthy attachment to a fictional universe and a fictional story. And I was kind of like when I when I kind of took the step back last week from Warcraft and, you know, even though I wasn't playing the game and I kind of realized like not even necessarily how much time I had for other things, because obviously I do a show about it and I'm very invested in it and there's a new expansion coming out, but it's just like, I kind of took the step away and then I was like, Oh my God, like I have so much time. But then even then I was kind of like, I was using the time and reading my Twitter replies and, and reading the Faz discord and all the stuff that was going on in there. And then what happened to me this weekend was I actually, um, went away for the weekend it was a holiday weekend in canada though i didn't get monday off but everyone else did so we all went away for the weekend we went away with friends and we rented canoes and we basically just did this like canoe trip float thing down a river with a whole bunch of beer and we didn't even paddle hardly and we just kind of like held all the canoes together and just floated down the river and there was no cell service (laughs) and i was like Once we finished, it took us basically like if we'd paddled, it might have been a three hour paddle, but we didn't. So it was like seven hours of just laying in the sun and drinking beers and talking to friends with no cell signal. And I said to uh, I said to Matt when we got to the end and pulled the canoes out and stuff and uh, I did have my phone with me because we needed to call for a pickup once we got to the end of the river or once we got to the like pickup location, we had to call the people. And so we called the people and then Matt was like, well... He's like, you put your phone away. What are you doing? I'm like, honestly, the world could be burning down right now. And I really don't care because I feel so relaxed and I feel so much better. And it's because like even taking myself out of the game, I was still so involved in the conversation, even when I wasn't like actively saying things. I was still reading things. I was reading theories. I was reading like sometimes not very kind messages and like seeing the way that the devs are being treated and the way that Christy golden was being treated. And I was just like, so much it's like the internet has been such a horrible negative place for the last, like, I feel like it's been ramping up over the last like four years yeah, and it. it it's like, it, it's not like something suddenly in November of 2016, some switch got flipped. Like it just, had been going that way and has been getting steadily worse. So regardless of what side you're on, regardless of who you blame, it's been getting so much worse. And so to have the conversation happening in this extraordinarily negative climate, it's like, it doesn't matter who's right, who's wrong. It doesn't matter what the events are going on in the game because everyone's mad at everyone. And like, Oh, man, you don't really realize that like even some of the even people who are putting and I'm sure, again, I'm lumping myself in with this as well. Even people putting together interesting and logical arguments are doing so with such a tone of negativity and like either like my way or the highway kind of language and, you know, like being so absolute that it's not helping any kind of conversations. (laughs) Yeah we've
1: actually kind of lost the ability to have respectful conversations with other people you know that doesn't happen very much like in your discord community and that kind of thing like you we surround ourselves with people who are who are willing to hear both sides who mm-hmm. you
0: know, have, in the have it- yeah in the Joss Plays discord absolutely um the it's more the Faz discord um in some cases is just sometimes gets Too much for me to the point that I actually ended up blocking somebody on the day of the events just because I couldn't read his messages anymore. They were just so upsetting to me. And he wasn't necessarily being um, I don't want to say too much because I don't want people to like pile on this person or figure out who it is or anything else. But like, there was basically just a person in our discord community that I had to be like, I can't read this right now. And so, like I said to Manny, I'm like, just so you know, in case he notices, like, I don't think he'll notice in case he tries to, unless he tries to, um, like, private message me but I was like just in case he asks you like I just need a break he hasn't done anything wrong I'm not banning him from the from you know from the channel he shouldn't even notice I don't plan on keeping him blocked I just I just need a day and I can't and I can't read this (laughs) so you know and sorry go ahead
1: no no no. you know what happens though and and I've been really trying to do this myself is that that stuff that like negativity and confrontational style, whatever it is that this person was doing. It's a symptom of a bigger problem in that person's life. It, it is because like, if you are, if you are a relatively like, you know, grounded individual who is like ready to have a one-on-one conversation with other people and hear what they have to say, you're not acting this way. Mm-hmm. You're just and so I really try to remember that most of the time when it's just someone who is just spouting off, like, you know, and sometimes I literally just have to say, yeah, they, they have some, they have some stuff like <laughs> yeah, their bags are full <laughs> <laughs> and not to make light of it, but more to just try to make myself take myself out of the, the emotional reaction. Because sometimes it is literally like they're shouting to the void, hoping that someone will respond. Mm-hmm. You know, and wanting to provoke someone into a, a debate on something mm-hmm. to say, You're right, I'm I'm right, you're wrong. I want to tell you that you're wrong so that it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. It's all psychological when you break it down to the basics of it. Like I, I I'm not even playing this expansion. I've been following the events, I've been watching the cinematics and which you know, are amazing, by the way. Incredible. <laughs> In- incredible. Like you can tell that. There is a tremendous amount of love that went into this. Mm-hmm. And the reasons that people are attacking the developers is because they are hurting themselves. And it ne- may not even have to be anything related specifically to the game. A lot of people, if you, if you know this too, use WoW as a refuge from mm-hmm. their doldrum life.
0: <laughs> well, and not even necessarily like their doldrums of a life. It's, it's just like WoW in general. And I find this... Over and over and over again, the like more people I interact with in the guild and the more stories I hear, it's the stories of like, wow, got me through X, Y, Z, terrible thing. And sometimes it's abuse. Sometimes it's PTSD. Sometimes it's like it's just it's all these terrible, horrible things that people are trying to get past. And they do that by throwing themselves into World of Warcraft and forgetting everything that's going on. Yep. It's and it's the one thing it's can the coping. Yeah. It's the one thing they can rely on. And the one thing they can control in a lot of cases, it's like, I can control my actions. I can control what happens to me by where I go and what content I do and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, like I can go and run old raids for transmog and turn my brain off and just be in this fantasy world that I love to escape from, This terrible, terrible world. And I mean, I I think it's probably happening even more now. I mean, we we talked a little bit earlier on, excuse me, earlier on about what's going on in the US and the whole us versus them mentality. And if you're just seeped in negativity all day and all you want to do is escape and you go to World of Warcraft and then you're a horde player and this horrible, horrible thing happens and you're responsible for it. That's gonna make you. That's gonna be an extraordinarily tough to deal with, upsetting thing. It's disruptive, and you're going to. It's disruptive, yeah, and you're going to want to lash out.
1: <laughs> Do you remember? I mean, were you playing the game when um, when the scourge uh, infestation? No. Happened? Okay,
0: yeah. So um, I didn't start playing until uh, like late Cataclysm. Okay. So
1: before the, the pre-patch event for Wrath of Lich King, there was actually a scourge infestation that was happening throughout the whole player base. Like it literally just would start infecting people and it would turn them into scourge and, and it would continually spread until like almost everybody
0: was turned into this. Okay. And is that the thing that like started off like it infested pets or something? And there's this whole like big thing where it like spread to everybody and killed everybody and. Yep. That's yep. that's this event is what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah.
1: And it was like people were genuinely deeply deeply upset because it was affecting their gameplay. Like you mm. couldn't go in and play your character because you could run the risk of being killed or, you know, like permanently infected and then you're you're just a dead body or, you know, turn into a scourge, you're not your pretty character anymore. And it was a vis- like that same visceral reaction because it was so disruptive that it took people out of their um, their immersive experience of being able to play and control their character because the game was controlling their character. And so, um, th- and I've been doing Torrent Think Tank for six years now and ever since I started doing that show, people have been telling us about how they use WoW uh, and they've used WoW as a distraction, as, a, as a, a refuge, as a safe place. And so, I get it. Like, it is, totally understandable why people are upset why it it like cuts them to the core that the things that they were so valiantly defending like the horde you know being a proud horde player and saying you know for glory and honor and all of those kinds of things and having this happen having this situation happen where you're like this is not so what it's doing is it's fracturing inside a a faction now that there's Mm -hmm. the now sides within the faction because nobody seems to know but but prior it was literally like the only choices you had were do I stand behind my my allegiance or do I defect and change, you know, or do I leave? Do I and then all of a sudden a new a new facet appears and you're like, I can stand behind that because that's what my that's what my horde is. That's you know, that's who I who I defend. And it's all part of the story. Like that like lizard is driving this story and making people rally to that point of like you know being allied again feeling like they can choose a side within their side but it's all being like it's all being controlled by a bigger power that's not you mm-hmm. like i i i don't i don't know how i would feel about it at this like so as an alliance player i would have been sitting there probably just going i am devastated i can't deal with this this is awful um but I'm proud to be part of my faction and that I didn't do this. You know? Like, yeah. Like, no, 100%. a hundred percent. Bad thing. Uh, so, um, I don't know. There's, what I, what I, what I come down to for this most of the time is that we as a society do not know how to handle our emotions. Well, do not know how to verbalize them. We don't know how to express them. And we're afraid to, um, I mean, I've met some people recently where it's literally like they, they lack the ability to, to process the emotion at all. Like they know that they're mad, but they don't know why they're mad. Mm. Know that they are like, they're really, really mad. Like, and to, you know, for me, I sit there and go, well, it should be pretty obvious why you're mad. Right. Like, or at least just to kind of like cause and effect. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not that easy. (laughs) It's just not that simple. And, And that's what it's, it's a fascinating thing about human nature, but it is also a so it's like a super confusing thing about human nature. So how do we combat it? Right? Like, what do we do as a society? Like, all I have seen on Twitter for the last whatever week or two weeks is people lecturing other people on how they should behave. But that doesn't do any good. Like, if they're going to act that way, it's not going to. I swear to you, I do not know any single person that would have been like, oh, I see the error of my ways after I have been lectured by you, red person.
0: Do you? No, not at all.
1: <laughs> but yet there's like, uh, I mean, I could I could count like dozens of people who are like, if you do this, if you talk to Christy Gold in this way, you're an asshole. You need to get your head on straight. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that doesn't help it, guys. Like, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, why are we doing this? It's, it's like the, the the people who are actually receiving the the messages are like saying, this is not cool. Like what you're doing is not cool. Like that makes more sense to me. I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, you mean like the Taryn Gregory's and the Christy Goldens of the world who are saying like, guys, this is not how you treat people. That's helpful. But everybody piling on and being like, Because I don't know, I feel like, okay, if I'm trying to put myself into the headspace of someone who is super duper pissed off at Christy Golden and wants to lash out, if I lash out at her and say, you're a horrible fucking writer and I hate you and you never should have been hired and go kill yourself. If Christy Golden then writes back to me and says, that really isn't the way that you should treat people and this is how that made me feel, blah, 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 blah that's probably going to impact me a whole lot more than random internet people piling on and saying, you're an asshole. You're blah, 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 blah. I don't care if I'm that toxic person. I don't care about the other people piling on. If anything, I'm like, my tweet got traction. Ha ha. Suck it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's probably the mentality that I have. So I think you're right that the the whole like piling on, regardless of what side you're on, is is part of the reason that we're in a situation like what we're in right now is that like, I'm going to feel if I get piled on by a whole bunch of random internet people, the other thing I'm probably going to feel is just even more angry, (laughs) like and and attacked. And then I'm going to get defensive. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, there, there is power in, um, in in, in ostracizing people. Like there is, there is power in like the pile on, like mob thing coming into your face and telling you you're wrong. Now, the thing that I don't see working very well is
0: the shouting to the void. That what you this action. Oh, okay. So not is, directing at specific people, but just saying yeah. stop it. Got it.
1: Yeah. So it's it's just it's just a shouting to the void. Now, if 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 I were the person who went to Christy Golden, now I am a freaking care bear, so I I'm probably not an example. But if I were the person who went to Christy Golden to like you know tell her that I hate her and I hope she dies and a bunch of people start tweeting me back after she's replied to me i'm gonna feel really fucking bad like mm-hmm. i'm gonna feel shameful um guilty remorseful i'm gonna feel shamed like <laughs> you know, it's the it's game of thrones bring, like, yeah bring out the, out the bell shame shame <laughs> that's what that is good for that is the the public shaming thing the mm-hmm. like it's the shouting to the void thing that just literally is just like if you know if i just said if you were one of those people that did this to Kirsty golden you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself like that it doesn't (laughs) never would i say that (laughs) (laughs) but you know that doesn't really (sighs) seem behaviors in my experience
0: Oh (laughs) (laughs) sorry, you just totally threw me right right off. (laughs) But but yeah, no, I I think you're I think you're really onto something there. And I think too, like earlier on you were talking about how uh, we as a society have problems processing emotions. And I mean it's part of the reason that we started the show is to give ourselves an outlet because I know me personally, I process things a whole lot better when I'm talking about them. And so I think that also kind of fed into the problems that I was having is because I was engaging in conversations, trying to process my thoughts and feelings from the events that happened. And so I was having conversations on Twitter and discord, whatever. But I was like, splur about what was going on with these like half formed thoughts. And then as soon as again, as soon as you make a misstep, then it's like, you get piled on for that little tiny misstep and saying like, OK, well, yeah, but don't you remember this event from three expansions ago, which totally explains blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, no, because I'm off the top of my head right now, like just trying to work through all this stuff. And then it's the it was the constant like getting shut down over those like stupid minute little details that weren't the point in the first place that it's like, it's, it's like those people that, okay, guys, I like grammar and capital letters as much as everybody else, but I swear to God, the most annoying thing on the internet is when somebody responds to a fully formed argument with Y O U apostrophe R E and that's their whole argument because I used the wrong your. <laughs> like yeah. I hate that. It's like you're not even responding to my point or my argument. You're correcting my grammar because you can't respond to my argument. <laughs> it's so well, frustrating. And that's what this feels like to me is the picking on the little minute details that aren't the point.
1: Yeah, it's dismissive.
0: Yeah. And it, it's
1: it's a it's a power shift too. Like And that's the same thing. Like you could have that conversation. And the thing about lore, especially the conversations that you have about lore is that it's literally a knowledge base of -hmm. information that you have to retain and be able to pull on every moment of having that conversation. We're not not computer databases. We don't have recall of every single
0: minute detail. Well, and what's even crazier is that literally there was an interview posted with Alex I'm totally going to butcher his name so I'm not even going to try but the story guy he did a three part interview on science alert or something I think the, the website was called anyways basically about storytelling and wow and in one of I think it was in part two he talked about how they have an entire team of people who literally are the like historians and lore keepers at Blizzard and whenever they have a story idea the people who build the game have to go to the historians and have everything fact-checked so they know if they're telling the right story. And I'm just like, oh, my God. The people at Blizzard have a whole team of people And you're going to, you know, jump on me for getting one little detail wrong. Like, okay, next time I'll Google every single freaking little point of my argument. And then by then you will have moved on anyways, because that's how the Internet works. (laughs) Like, I just. Oh, man. (laughs) It's it's a defensive. It's a defensive way of.
1: Of of hitting back it, like if, if it's the only blow you have, it's to say, well, you're well, actually, Jocelyn, you're wrong. <laughs> and, and it's just, that that's a power struggle. Like I, I've seen this many, many times with people where it's literally like that. They just have to be the ones to point out that, you're wrong. You, you said something incorrect. And it's like, oh, thanks for telling me. What's that going to change at this point? Now that I've said it, I can acknowledge that it, I was actually wrong and we can move forward. But uh, did it change the world? Probably not. <laughs> you know, now, if it's a situation where you go on every show and you say the same wrong thing every time, it's helpful for you to not say that wrong thing every right. time, you know. And there's a very fine line between constructivism and you know constructive feedback of that nature, and just the "fuck you, you're wrong." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that is you. You actually have a, a job with for Azeroth that I would never feel comfortable doing because I would be too afraid of making a mistake and <laughs> and there's that level of feeling like you have to be a perfectionist you're not you won't be you're human you'll make mistakes and you'll say the wrong thing and it's literally the the f- force to say oh yeah sorry about that i didn't mean to say that uh i didn't mean to miss that point point." and you make a good point and thank you but it's actually about this point, mm-hmm. like this is actually where we're going with this. Like, does that change the point? Of, <laughs> is the Y O U R versus the you apostrophe E changing the point of my two hundred and forty character tweet? <laughs> exactly. <No. laughs> but there's a, uh, you know, we live in a world of of constant self criticism. So constant self criticism because we're living in this world of social media where everybody is examining everybody else's lives and comparing them to their own. So there's mm-hmm. this constant fear being held up that you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. Um, you're not talented enough. You'll never make it. Um, Jocelyn and I have talked about this many times. Say, our- yeah, Imposter right here. Yeah. <laughs> like Your, your free narrative basically tells you, you suck. Yeah. And you know, and then, you're just so fearful of having that ever be validated in mm-hmm. front of people and as a content creator you have a, every single time i sit down in front of a microphone i run that risk jocelyn runs that risk and we do it anyway because 96% of who we talk to are amazing awesome people who really just value the things and the con- the content that we're creating so i think you taking that time away from your phone and just Kind of getting i I don't want to say getting back to what's important, but also just realizing that there's more to the life that you have outside of people responding to the work that you do it's mm-hmm. work
0: well, and that's the thing, right like I mean, and we talked about this a lot too, is that like the reason that I'm so invested in a lot of this is because it's literally my job to be invested in all of this, right so I feel like I've put a lot into it. And I think that's also why it, you know, all of the comments over the last few weeks have affected me so much is because I feel like I put a lot of myself into my content. I feel like I put a whole lot of my time into my content. And like, I even had people saying, or like I had a a message from a friend saying, You put too much time into Warcraft. You need to put more time into Hearthstone. And I'm just like, you're even trying to like schedule my time because I'm not even doing that right, apparently. And it's just like I just had all kinds of just crazy negativity. And I'm like putting I I feel again, like I've put so much of myself into this and so much of my time and so much of like trying to like for me, Warcraft feels like I am constantly playing catch up. Because I came into the game so late that even though I've been playing the game for six years now, which seems like a very long time to be playing one video game, (laughs) like I've been playing for six years now, but other people have been playing for 14 and it just takes me like there's like. Eight years of Warcraft I have to catch up on, and it's a game I'll never win. I was never there for those eight years of events. There's content in the game that I will never... Like, Wrathgate, I will never see that. People saw the Sarfang uh, cinematic, and I won't, again, no spoilers, but it has flashbacks to this Wrathgate event. I never saw it, so I saw the Sarfang thing, and I was like, meh. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this was not nearly as impactful to me as other people, so... I'm just like, I'm sitting here going, I'll never catch up. And as a as a result of me never being able to catch up, it means that I am spending more and more time like trying to catch up because I do the show now about Warcraft. So I feel like I need to have the best understanding that I possibly can. So yes, I put a lot of time into research, into gameplay, into like, I have now, because I'm doing for Azeroth, I have a 110 on the Alliance side, I have three or four characters that are at level 100. And I think I have six now level 110 horde characters across different classes because I'm trying to understand all of their gameplay as much as I possibly can. If it was just me, if I wasn't doing this, I would have one character. I'd have my hunter. I love her. I would just play my hunter and that's it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but it's about it's about making sure that you are putting in the time and being as knowledgeable as you can. And I can yeah. relate really hundred percent to this. I, um, you know, as I've been getting more into esports uh, podcasting, I have to educate myself on a ton of different mm-hmm. things that I've never, like I sat and watched Evo all weekend last this weekend. I'm, you know, I don't <laughs> good know, for you. I, I could
0: never get into fighting games. <laughs> I,
1: I don't know fighting games and obviously they're just trying to learn Evo and, and, dragon ball fighters and street fighter five and all that stuff. And I'm like, you know, and trying to understand the history and the, and the, the, the rivalries and everything like that. And because you, you want to be as educated and as knowledgeable as you can, knowing that you're kind of a noob and you're just going to have to try to figure it out. And the thing about it is that there's, there's not a whole lot of knowledge that all that work goes into it. Like it's just expected that the knowledge is going to just be there magically. Yeah. (laughs) Like you just absorbed it magically and it was there. No, it's not that way. You actually have to study. You have to put the time in. you have to put the work in. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think people will forget that, especially when they're looking for, a reason to say that you're not as knowledgeable as I am about this and I don't understand why you're doing a podcast about it because I clearly know more than you do. It's
0: like, well, then (laughs) why don't you go do a show? (laughs) That's
1: the thing. It's like, I've literally said that to people. I'm like, if you like, it is, it is like, you don't have to sign up to do anything. You just literally have to buy a microphone and record yourself and publish it. Like they'll, they'll, there's programs that will do it all for you. Like mm-hmm. you just pay the money, throw in your money, and do it for you. And it's so easy to just if you want to do that. And it's also like free freaking content. Like you don't have to listen to me talk right now. <laughs> you don't have to listen to Jocelyn talk about wow or four Ezra.
0: Like you choose to listen to that stuff. So- That's why too. I mean, there there are some people in some comments that I'm just like. Why do you even listen to the show? I don't think you like me. I don't think you like the show. I'm not even sure you like Warcraft. (laughs) Like, why are you even talking to me right now? I
1: would be I would totally do that. to people. (sighs) Like, can you tell me why you actually take the time to listen to the show? Mm -hmm. Like, why? Why does this matter so much to you? Like, it just yeah. And. You might be surprised at some of the answers that you get. Like, I'm actually often very surprised that people will listen to Torrent Think Tank who likes like staunchly disagree with my stance on things. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, well, I, I haven't made it any secret that I'm a liberal and <laughs> and I'm a freaking care bear. Like, come on, yeah. like, you no, know, <laughs> this is uh, you've got six years of history here, so um. <laughs> this but, shouldn't be new. <laughs> yeah and it's just like but there's there's a reason why they listen and it's not always the thing that i think it is
0: mm-hmm. it, it's not always the reason that i expect that it is so um so chat room is actually just uh brought up an interesting kind of topic that i don't think we've ever covered on this show either that kind of feeds into the idea of what we're talking about today with toxic fandom and that's gatekeeping so yeah. I know that this is probably like, I mean, I experienced this all the time and I'm sure things are probably similar with you. And especially now that you're kind of branching out more into esports and, and even like non-Blizzard esports and all that kind of stuff. So like, have you been encountering this more lately? Because again, I feel like it's along with all the other Internet stuff, it's things that have kind of ramped up over the past few years. But I mean, like just the amount of people... Who are like, oh, you like Warcraft? Well, how long have you been playing? And if you don't say 14 years or since beta, then you're not a real WoW fan, and you know get so quickly dismissed or you know like insulted and stuff like that. So have you noticed an uptick in gatekeeping as well.
1: I don't get that a lot in necessarily more than I ever used to, mm. but it's it's always been in a part of my world outside of the things that we do every day. Like um, anybody who has talked to me about my fandoms or my knowledge of like, I mean, star Wars is a great
0: example of this. Um, And yeah, thankfully I just go in and tell people I don't like star Wars. And then that causes a whole other argument. (laughs) Yeah. They get their pitchforks out and decide, you know, will will you live to see the end of this conversation (laughs) or not? Because how
1: dare you hate star Wars? Um, Yeah. And it's this, it's been existing and I've had this argument before. I I still don't understand it literally just because like, as we, and maybe it's gotten better over time, but as a younger person, as as a child, even liking nerdy things was not cool. It was not accepted. It was like, you were shunned for it. You had to hide yeah. it.
0: Well, and and especially for you and I, right, because we were women growing up in the like early to mid to late 80s. Like you did not you were not allowed to like things like sports and video games and, you know, like all that kind of just nerdy, cool, fun stuff like it, it wasn't for girls. And I think I've shown I think I've talked about this on the show before, but like. I didn't even start talking about video games and gaming and liking gaming until I was out of university. It was like, yeah, so it probably would have been actually about ten years ago now, ten years ago that I finally started like talking about the fact that I liked video games. Like I remember when I was in university and I was um, living in this whole house full of girls and we would have parties and stuff. And I would bring out my 64 because people freaking love Mario Kart. So I'd set up Mario Kart, and people would be like playing in the in the living room and stuff. And everyone would be like, "Oh, who's 64 is this? Who's 64 is this? Blah blah blah. This is so fun!" Like, blah, blah, blah. and then I'd be like, "Oh, it's mine." They'd be like, "No, it's not. It's your boyfriend's." I'm like, "No, it's it's not." But it was like not only was I not allowed to, like, own it, it was like, we literally don't believe you. And yeah. then it's like, even though they'd just been talking about how cool it was and how fun it was and, you know, throwback video games, yay, it was like, oh, this came from a girl? Like, this isn't okay. Like, yeah. this isn't cool anymore. Like, and it then the shunning begins. And I was yeah. just like, oh, my God, this is insane. And like I said, like, this this wasn't, like, back in the 90s, this was like, like I was in university in, like, 2006. <laughs> like, yeah, it just, it was, it, like, I was, I never felt, and the reason that I shied away from Warcraft for so long was because I literally picked up Warcraft probably a hundred times in the store, but I would always look at it and go, oh my god, this looks so cool, and then I'd read the back, and I was like, yes, oh my god, this is gonna be amazing, and then it says multiplayer only, must have internet connection, and I'm like, Nope, I'm not allowed to be a girl and other people to know that I game so I can I can't play this game. And it wasn't until like I kind of branched out and discovered, you know, like geeky podcasts and and all this other kind of stuff like that. I finally found a community that would accept me and kind of showed me that it was okay. But by the time that happened, guys, I was literally like 25. (laughs) And then so now I find especially doing something like Gamers In, which is just a general gaming podcast, people get on me about like, Oh, you never played X, Y, and Z in the early nineties. How can you call yourself a gamer? I'm like, I wasn't allowed to be a gamer in the nineties. I have a vagina and that was a problem. (laughs) I, I am like, your story is like
1: mine, except that I, I was, I came back around to gaming when I was in my uh, mid thirties, like, you know, 30, 32, 34. Mm -hmm. Um, I never played a Zelda game. I never played um, a Final Fantasy game. I just it, those games were were I were I wanted, not for us. <laughs> no, I wanted the Super NES so bad. I wanted it so bad, and I just you know it was not okay. And in in college, my roommate got a um, a, a Sega Genesis, and we played the crap out of that. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" But I, it, my roommate owned it, so I couldn't, I couldn't use it. Uh, like after that fact, so there's this like block of information and time for gaming that I never experienced because it wasn't okay for me to do that. Mm-hmm. And that is, I, and that gatekeeping has happened to me many times where they're like, "How could you have never played Zelda games?" And I'm like, "Well, no, I, I just never." I never had the opportunity to do it. And mm-hmm. so, uh, and then it's like, well, you're not a true nerd. If you don't have like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I know what the Zelda theme song is. I couldn't, <laughs> you know, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you the experience of playing one. And so now when everybody gets super excited about like a Nintendo switch, I'm just like, because mm, it doesn't have that same nostalgia to me. Those things that you played when you were little, like i my sister had a Game Boy, and I played like Super Mario Brothers and Mario 2 and all that stuff on there. But that was it. And so there's like, I just don't know. I feel like there's, it, it's a gender thing, yes. And then there's also this feeling of exclusivity. Like you are not good enough if you haven't literally had the same experiences or likes of other people. And instead of embracing, the the feeling of like we are of common spirit and most of us were probably bullied when we were little Mm -hmm. Uh, as women we were bullied because of our vaginas but in you know most of the people who just when i was starting out this conversation like it was not cool to be a geek so -hmm. you were just shunned out of it or you did it behind closed doors and play a dnd in your mom's garage because you could have hit you had to to
0: hide oh Um, don't even get me started on the what you've never dd would before people I haven't seen d either, ever, <laughs> ever.
1: And, you know, now it's like the hottest thing ever. And I'm like, I'd like to try it, but I don't have a freaking clue. I don't know what that, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what it means to do it. And so, yeah, I just, I want this world, especially the one that we live in as a gamer, as as nerds, as geek culture, just to be like, I embrace you for what you are and who you are rather than what you're not, mm-hmm. <laughs> That is literally what it is, is that if you don't have 14 years worth of WoW experience, Jocelyn, you are not. You are not. You are, you are, you know, fill in the blank. You are not a (laughs) WoW player. You're not a dedicated gamer. You're not. No, that's not true. That's not true. (laughs) And that is, And that just makes me so angry. And that's,
0: that's kind of like, just to bring it back around to like, what has like how I've been feeling and what had happened over the last couple of weeks. It's like, that's very much how it made me feel was the, you are not qualified to talk about Warcraft. <laughs> and that's like, I mean, I, I that comes back again to the idea of being a content creator. It felt like people were saying you are not qualified to do your job. And I'm like, Do I come into your job and go, you're not qualified to do your job? Like, do you even understand the idea? And this kind of comes around to the idea of trying to remember that there are real people on the other side of the Internet, because like this is my job. And as much as I enjoy constructive criticism Like, it wasn't constructive. (laughs) It was very much like, you're dumb and you're bad at your job and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, do you guys understand what that does to a person to be told over and over and over again that they're wrong and bad at their job (laughs) by random people? Like, do people yell that at you on the street? (laughs) Does that happen? (laughs) Because it happens to me on the Internet now.
1: Yeah. And that's a really excellent point. And it, you know, it's the same, the same parallel goes to Taryn Gregory and mm. Stiegel where they're basically being yelled at for doing the job that they're, you know, that the company that pays them, like they're hired to do that job and they do it really, really well to the point where you're, you know, you're that person screaming out the window at them that they destroyed your whole entire world. And, but yeah, I mean, do you go, uh, do, do you stand in front of uh, a person who is working in any other profession and tell them you suck at this? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I just uh, like, what yeah. does that ever
0: And I mean, game devs have it so, so tough now because of, not only all the access that we have like directly to them, but all of the access that we have to information about the game ahead of time. Sometimes it's even like early access stuff. And I mean, it's just it takes such a toll on them as a whole. I mean, I remember a few weeks ago we were talking about an interview on Gamers In with the guy that made No Man's Sky. And he basically said, he's like, we were very passionate. We were very excited. We had a lot of very large, lofty goals. And all of a sudden we found ourselves because we were doing something cool and different headlining the E3 Sony conference. We were excited. And then we needed to get the game out and we couldn't deliver on everything that we wanted to do. And he literally said, he's like, I'm never going to get excited or make a promise ever again. That is the lesson that I learned because I spent two years getting death threats and I would like to not have that happen again. So he's like, I'm just not going to get excited about my games anymore. And I'm like, that is the saddest thing I've ever read. Like the fact that somebody has been totally turned off their passion in their career by all of this crazy negativity and like attacking of of people over the Internet. It's just so sad.
1: Well, and it's it, it going to let, let it right back up to what I talked about earlier. People do not know how to process their emotions. And when you are giving a death threat to someone who creates a video game, it's a symptom of a bigger problem. That video game may be something that you are absolutely, totally, completely immersed in. And like, that's the most thing that's you're looking forward to in 2018. Like it could literally be that for you. But if that is the way that you feel like you have to respond when things don't go your way, like there needs to be another, another uh, look at how you process things, at how you, you process disappointment. I mean, I've, I've had firsthand experience with people who do not know how to deal with disappointment. Like it is like this earth shattering, crushing, um, life destroying emotion. Uh, I don't you know like it just shuts everything down like that's not healthy that is not okay that is not how 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 human beings should be functioning in a a healthy brain and it is a bigger conversation about the mental health and the state of our of of our world and the Mm -hmm. way that mental health and the way that we treat emotional cognitive processing and I, I mean, I—it's I, kind of made in my world. It's it, you know my little circle of life that I live in. I've made it my purpose to try to uh, help people see that, like uh, you know, to realize that those actions that you're taking are a part of a bigger issue. That it's a response to something that is bigger than that. It usually like is never the actual issue. Like mm-hmm. World of Warcraft having a big old lore war is not the actual problem in your life it isn't it's not and you attacking someone on the internet like jocelyn who is making a theory about said issue and war going on that is still not the bigger problem (laughs) like you are using her as a way to process the anger emotion and that's not okay either and I'm doing the thing that I said I shouldn't do, which is like tell people what to do. But <laughs> Sometimes but, you just can't help yourself. <laughs> right, but I, you know, I, but I think it's, it's, it's good to understand that this is like, you have to take a step backwards. You have to step backwards and say, why am I doing this? Like literally, what is my action being caused by? And that's really hard to do when you're mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had somebody do that to me on Facebook where I was just like, someone said something that just set me off and i was like seeing red and i just wanted to like swing at them and be like that doesn't happen to me it doesn't happen to me and i realized that i was like yeah i'm reacting to something that is bigger than this than that like that's not what they said wasn't the actual problem it's what i think of the actual person that is the problem
0: (laughs) (laughs) so so how as those of us who are online and trying to have conversations and process emotions how should we go about having these conversations? And I am totally lumping myself in with this because I find like, I very rapidly get into a disaster thinking type negative headspace and just kind of spiral. And it really starts to affect just the way that I am in all the other parts of my life. Mm -hmm. So what, should, Jules, what should I do?
1: <laughs> so are you talking about like, if, if you're getting into those conversations with people or people are bringing that negativity to you?
0: Yeah, like getting getting into those conversations, like, and not even necessarily actually, you know, not even getting into the conversations, because for me, half the time, I'm not even in the conversation, like I'm not engaging. But it's like, even if you mute somebody or block them or whatever, you've still seen the first message that made you mute or block them, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's happening around you, but it's, and it's spinning off of what you've said. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to engage in it, but it's still present.
0: Yeah. It's present. It's been said. It's now in my head and it's causing me to feel bad and spiral. Like, how do you deal with that? or what, to, what should I do?
1: <laughs> you know, I, so there's a couple things that I, that I struggle with in this. And sometimes I try to, I try to meter what it is that I'm putting out there as well. Like, what is it, what am I trying to accomplish by making that statement? So that, that statement that you made, is it literally a statement of like, Hey, I just want to say my piece and I really don't want to hear what you have to say in return is that, like, let's, let's be real, Joss. Like a lot of times on the internet, like we literally just want to say our opinion and we don't care what other people say, except for the people who agree with us. So, oh, definitely. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like you want your old echo chamber and anybody who does not echo in your chamber, you're like, you know, like, I don't want to deal with you. And so I have to recognize that sometimes I am looking for validation and I am asking for my echo chamber to validate me. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, and I really like, I just need that. Like anybody else who doesn't echo you, you don't matter. <laughs> like I just go, you know, you know what? This is me looking for validation, and I got fifteen replies that did, and one that didn't. I call that a win. So that's one way that I handle it. Another one is that I, if you really want to get into brass tacks with somebody who you feel like could have that conversation, it's the I call it the they call it the five whys in the way where you basically break it down. So like let's say that someone says what you said was stupid. You know, like that's just stupid and idiotic. I don't understand why you would say that. Your response to that would be, why do you say that? And they respond with whatever it is they can say, because you're not thinking of the bigger picture. Why am I not thinking of the, why do you think I'm not thinking of the bigger picture? Like you're literally breaking it down to the five, because it takes about five whys to get down to the core of what it is. That's investment in time. And I don't do that a lot because I only <laughs> I care about, <laughs> like, uh, like I would do that with you. I would do that with Nevermore, I would mm-hmm. do that with my friends. If like, if it was literally we were getting into an argument, that's the approach that I would take where I'd be like, let's take this back into like the basics, but social media is social media. And I, if you're trying to invite conversation, that's one thing, but you have to be going out there. Like I want, All your opinions not Mm -hmm. just my you have to be real about that with yourself and yeah and there's
0: definitely like i mean specifically with the events from a week ago it was very much like i was for sure like looking for validation like are is, is the way that i'm feeling correct like am i the only one feeling like this what the heck is going on And I did have a lot of responses that were like, yes, I'm feeling like this, too. Yes, that makes a lot of sense to me. But then there was like it was probably split like 50 50 and the responses were like, well, what the fuck did you expect? Like, you should have seen this coming a mile away. Like, you say you're so into Warcraft, but, you know, you at the same time didn't see this coming or didn't believe it was going to happen or whatever. You're so dumb, don't know what you're talking about, blah, 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 blah. And it was split pretty 50-50. And I was just like... (laughs) Like, I need to hide now. I need to not internet. I need to, like feel my feelings i guess and you know not make the internet validate my feelings but just be like you know what this is my warcraft this is my universe this is what i think and what i feel and all of that is valid because of my experience in the game like it's not the same as anyone else's experience in the game so i need to just realize that my feelings are my feelings and that's okay yeah
1: and it- <laughs> Maybe it is the phrasing of what you wanted to do, which is this is how I'm
0: feeling and I'm looking for more people that
1: agree with me Mm -hmm. because I want to know that I'm not alone.
0: Yeah. And so what I should take out of the whole exchange is, okay, I'm not alone because there's at least 10 people who've responded to me that feel the same way. So I'm not alone. Screw the other 10 people that responded and were assholes or didn't share my opinion or don't share my feelings or whatever, because the point is there are people feeling the way I'm feeling. So I'm not alone in being like this.
1: And those 10 people, whoever that was, that ne- that responded to you in a negative way, probably said it in things that they could have said a whole lot better. And, you know, but may have had some valid points in what they were saying too. Like truly not understanding how you couldn't have seen it coming mm-hmm. or that, you know, trying to understand, but not saying it very well. And that happens much it happens so often and it's very difficult to step away from that emotionally and be like i'm not gonna react to you or feel bad about this i really truly want to know like where you are coming from
0: mm-hmm. well and-, and the other thing that i've started to do as well is when people want or seem to want to engage in larger conversations i've been telling them like okay i can't have this conversation on twitter If you'd like to go over to Discord, there's either like for Warcraft specific stuff, I send them to Faz. For other stuff, I send them to the Joss Plays channel. And I just basically say, look, here is the forum this way we can write more than 200 characters and we can have an actual conversation we can have a back and forth like there are spoiler channels for stuff so people don't get spoiled then we can have conversations that more people could feel free to jump into because that's the other thing with twitter sometimes like those threads just get off the rails and it's like hard to even read like who's responding to what comment and sometimes like somebody starts to write something but two other people have said something and it just it gets like way crazy hard to figure out what's actually happening i find discord a lot easier to follow even though a lot of people can respond at the same time it's more like you could still see the chronological flow of conversation and generally tell who's responding to what but on twitter i just find it so difficult to parse out especially when people are trying to have like write two or three paragraphs of stuff and it's split over four or five tweets and their sentences are even split in half and then there's other people responding in there i'm just like whoa guys okay i don't even know what's happening anymore like done i'm out (laughs) no and it's and if they if they like actually change mediums and go over to discord especially if they are new to the discord server and they make the effort to go over there then I'll have a full on conversation because I'm like, OK, you want to converse with me? You want to make an effort? You are now worth my time. Not the yeah. people on Twitter aren't worth my time, but like the combative people. Those are the ones like if they make the effort, I'll talk to them uh, in a better forum or what what is a better forum for me on my own turf?
1: <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's a symbol of wanting truly to have a conversation. And right. not Just wait. And I think that's very, very smart of you to do that because it does allow for actual discourse and not just shouting to the void and Mm -hmm. then letting other people, like if ever other people wanted to get on the conversation, they can join the discord and have that conversation too, but it takes effort yeah, and it takes a moment of saying, I'm invested enough in this that I really do want to have this conversation with you. And I want to learn your, you know, at least have the ability to have back and forth and Let's be real. Like it's uh, sometimes those are Discord conversations where it's literally like I am telling you what I think and I don't care what you think. But but it is uh chances are higher you're going to have an easier time having an actual back and forth. Yeah. Super smart. And I think that's a great thing for everybody to do, you know, to take it off of a forum. Um some podcasters will say send an email, mm-hmm. you know, send your thoughts of it, um which I don't think is is as dynamic or ability to have an actual like conversation
0: yeah the my problem with saying like uh, send me an email tends to be like i don't mind asking for emails on actual podcasts in fact we're gonna do it right here in a minute but uh when you are on a back and forth type of a forum whether it's an actual forum whether it's twitter discord whatever and you say hey you know what send me an email with your thoughts that opens it up to be like okay now i'm gonna read your your email on a show and give you my thoughts, and you're not gonna have a chance to rebut because you don't have that public back and forth. And not only that, but if you choose to send a follow-up email, there's a pretty good chance that you're not going to get on the show the second time because a lot of people like to, you know, not have the same emailers over and over and over again. They like to let new voices come in and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they might address it again on at the top of the show or something like that. But it's it's very, very often like you don't get the same discourse. You don't get the same conversation in the same back and forth. And I feel like that's unfair to the listener who's taking the time to write in because they don't have a chance to, to say, well, no, that's not what I meant or what I was actually trying to say was, or, well, you kind of missed my point because that's just not the way that emails to podcasts tend to work. (laughs) So.
1: It's not not an actual conversation. Yes. You know, one person states something and then you uh, have the chance of having a dynamic conversation about it with your co-hosts. Yes. You know? And so the power shift is not, is not the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You know, we, we, we do live in a world where it is, we are lucky enough to have those discourses with our listeners, with our audience. And, you know, I will I will always welcome conversation as long as it's a dialogue and it's mm-hmm. not a, I want to show you that you're wrong and I'm right. Because yeah. I don't have time for it and I don't really want to deal with it. I'll, I'll waste a ton of time in life if I do that. So yeah, it, it is, it is something that we have to be better at as a society especially and we start with our own we start with our own culture of gaming to show tolerance and understanding to the, to other people who are may who may not have the same experiences as we do and who are just like like this this I, I like i understand why people are super upset right now about world of warcraft i get it like there's a lot of bad like feelings that come from all of that and but at the end of the day, I just want to like, you know, think about us being at BlizzCon where we're all putting our arms around each other and saying we're all people who love the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we're, we come from a bazillion different backgrounds, but we love the same thing. And that should count for something.
0: Mm-hmm. Very true. And I think a good spot to leave it. So thank you yeah. guys so much for <laughs> listening to us through this conversation. I think it was a good conversation. It made me feel a little bit better to to kind of hash some of these things out as slaying demons often does for me. But uh, Jules, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Where can folks find you and your stuff on the internet? So
1: you can find me on Twitter at Jules RPG. You can find my other shows, Torn Think Tank, which is Thursdays at 8 o'clock central at twitch.tv slash Torn Think Tank. And you can hear me on two new things that I don't know if I've mentioned much of on this show. Uh, Esports Daily is a Monday through Friday esports summary, quick two minutes or so summary show that I'm on two to three days a week. And a brand new podcast called Heroes News with Jewel Scott focusing on the storm news and that's in collaboration with heroeshearth.com and so you can go to heroeshearth.com and get that or you can subscribe on your regular podcasters.
0: that is awesome congratulations on your new show i am so happy for you it's so cool to see you getting more recognition because you are a fabulous podcaster so Great. i'm so 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 proud of you yeah. Uh if you guys would like to email the show, you can send your demons to demonspodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to join the conversation over on Discord, you can go to discord.gg slash jossplays. That's J-O-C-E-Plays. We have two slang Demons channels over there. We have a PG and an 18 plus channel. There's a lot of fun that goes on in there, including Jules posting all her fun dating stories from uh I don't know if you actually Tinder, but <laughs> insert online dating site here. Some of yeah. the uh, messages are hilarious so uh they're coming from so (laughs) there you go okay cupid so yeah if you guys have any kind of interest in that that's over on discord so uh yeah please do come over and join the conversation again you can email us at demonspodcast at gmail.com and you'd find me on twitter and twitch at joss plays thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week i think we're gonna do some gaming next week i'm super super stoked bye guys bye everybody